0: Welcome to cathode ray mission it's me randy big r higher coming to you from oklahoma city and as wi- as always with me joined live via satellite will scoville how's it going will pretty good how are you randy i'm doing well i'm in rare form today clearly <laughs> just uh what? i woke up and had a flat tire so I'm just, I've been through the ringer emotionally today, you know? Yeah, what are
1: you, what are you <laughs> sipping on there? What do you got?
0: I got a Pabst Blue Ribbon.
1: Oh, wow, that's a fancy can. Uh,
0: <sighs> yeah, it's got some sort of modernistic drawing upon it. Wow. And then the old school on the other side. It's a really thrilling conversation for the listeners. Right up top on our episode on the girl of the third floor and the person who helped us find this movie, our guest this week, returning for the the first guest to ever return. Now, sometimes we have two episodes with two people but peek behind the curtain we do those on the same day so this is the first time that somebody has come onto a different day to record with us we have from the twilight podcast which can be found on good trash media but soon will have its own hosting kirsten thurkelson
2: hello thank you for having me back
0: welcome you for coming back back.
2: (laughs) after after me making you watch this film i'll be very curious to
1: see
0: if this (laughs) happens a third time (laughs) spoiler alert I like this movie. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I I didn't mind this movie at all. This was uh, a neat find that I wouldn't have watched otherwise. So thank you very much for pointing this out.
2: You're, you're very welcome. The first time I watched this movie, I literally the, sometimes I'll get in a mood where I'll just like pick whatever random uh, horror movie off Netflix that I find. And then I found this and watched this and I was like, this is kind of good. This is really weird. Why has no one seen this? Like, I can't talk to anybody about this movie. That's a through line in the movies that I've been picking for you guys, by the <laughs> way, is it's just I want to talk to somebody about this mm-hmm. and they are going to let me do that for some reason. So
0: hell yeah. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm glad to talk about this. I There's a few weird things about this movie that I noticed on IMDb. Uh, Trent Haga, who wrote Dead Girl and Cheap Thrills, has a story credit on it, which I knew it was mm. going to be depraved and horny if that was the case. <laughs> and then also, I was very surprised to see Steve Albini and Tim Midget of Silkworm did the score for that.
2: Did the score, yeah. <laughs> it's like,
0: what the hell? So. That was
1: very interesting.
0: But yeah, I had put this off. I don't know. I just, it being released straight to Netflix, you know, and then also we haven't said, but it has CM Punk as the star and I didn't, I just didn't, I know that he's friends with like Mark Marin and has been on his show and people like he's sort of a mankind-esque person where he's like hip and people like CM Punk, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect from him as an actor and I thought he was good he was perfect for the role except for his dumb tattoos honestly yeah (laughs) yep
2: (laughs) yeah his job like his character's job is that they kind of like allude to him being in some kind of like finance and having defrauded his clients of a lot of money i'm like what job in finance do they let you have with neck tattoos yeah
1: i (laughs) i I did kind of like that they just were like yeah i mean what are you going to do? And they don't kind of mention it or anything, and they just kind of let it roll, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. The actor has tattoos, and we're not going to mention it. Sure.
0: Honestly, when he does something kind of in the, third, the beginning of the third act, like he commits an act of violence, I was like, and they had still not totally spelled out that it was finance, that he was, because they call him King Don or whatever, mm-hmm. and they've alluded to that the whole movie, that he's like done something really bad. I I was like, oh, are they like, are they now making it like, no, he's actually was a killer or something, you know, or he was in the mob or something. I thought that that was going to be the twist, and it was, it was still like, no, he defrauded old people out of their, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this guy is like a a genius financier. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I it took me a while. I was like. I was also like, oh, yeah, he did something violent. He's a violent criminal and he's been in and out of prison. He's got all these tattoos, but no, he's a white collar criminal. Yep. <laughs> uh he's just kind of an asshole.
2: Just a regular, <laughs> just a regular sociopath. Yeah, right? just the the normal everyday kind, not the uh not the serial killer kind.
0: He is so, a huge asshole for sure. He, he is. He
2: sucks. His character sucks. Yeah, he
0: does suck. Yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, What were you gonna say? I was
1: gonna say about CM Punk. He is famously straight edge. Um, really? Yeah, and he uh, is just drinking all the time in this movie. And they I kind
2: of they kind of allude to him maybe having been an alcoholic.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, having been he's. I mean, well, like, yeah,
2: yeah, an extremely relapsed alcoholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm didn't ever want to quit in the first place.
1: Because that's kind of the, when we're introduced to him, he pulls that ice chest in and he immediately pulls first a beer thing. out. Yeah. And just kind of keeps uh, going at it all the way through. Um, but there's also like, there's that church across the street and there's the pastor there. And when we're first introduced to her, she brings over bourbon.
0: Yes, Mm -hmm. Um, they drink huge. They have like huge glasses of bourbon. Yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. way more than what normal people drink.
1: Yeah, Um, so that that was interesting as well, especially when you kind of look at this weird story about the the moral choices that you make and what that is all about, and who is, you know, she is still tempting him over to to the church through like whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's weird. It's a, I didn't know what to expect out of this thing. And I'm, I'm still kind of unpacking it, I think. <laughs> um
2: And I think that's I think that was the draw for me is that as I was watching it, you know, the first time and honestly, then again, yesterday, whenever I was rewatching it is I was just like, this is doing and saying like interesting things that I am having a tough time unraveling. I was not expecting that from like a throwaway Netflix horror movie
1: with a wrestler starring in the starring role, you know, it's absolutely um, because another horror movie with a wrestler is that see no evil. With uh, Kane, Kane, which is a much more, oh. like, he's a big monster out to get you. Yeah, he plays and Jason, gonna, basically. In that, yeah, yeah, so um, that's usually what I expect out of a horror movie and not something so, I don't know, weird and kind of, yeah <laughs> I don't know, just kind of...
0: Okay, let's just get into, like, this dude I was going
2: to say, are we going to get into it?
0: Yeah. yeah. The movie... And correct me on this too because the title I, I feel like I keep messing it up. It's called The Girl Who Lives on the 3rd Floor. Is that the title of the movie? <laughs> no.
2: I think girl. it's girl, I think it's just Girl on the 3rd Floor.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first things first, you got the title out of the way. The Girl on the 3rd Floor. But yeah, he comes in and I mean, watching him work and stuff, I was just thinking, wow, I wish I knew how to do drywall and so, like cause Oh, he yeah. just it cuts from the wall looking like shit to him having fully filled it with new insulation and the he's putting the drywall on. And I was just like, wow, I wish I could do that. I don't know. So I don't know. The first little bit of the movie, I was enjoying just watching him fix his house and stuff, you know? Yeah. And it and I think like... That, go ahead.
2: Oh, sorry. I think that that's like a big part of his character and like... That his need to like feel masculine or whatever mm-hmm. is that like, I'm, I, I'm going to go do, I'm going to rebuild this house, you know, by myself. I don't need, you know, help from a contractor or I like, I am a man and this is how I'm going to take back my life. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And he has what? like that drill that runs out of battery and mm-hmm. like, he really doesn't have much to do the job with. Mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Because he's so stubborn, I guess, about letting other people
0: help him. Yeah, and he's like should have bought a dumpster. It's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> You're like renovating a house, like yeah. Whoa.
2: It's it's funny. It's funny that you bring up the drywall because that's that's like the very first thing that, the way this movie starts is he puts his hand through a like disgusting, moldy, wet hole in the wall. Just like yes. just just no glove, nothing. Just like yes. raw, just. <laughs> just like crumb, it's This is a really wet movie. Is it what is. what I'm trying to say.
0: And one of the first things that you see that's supernatural is like a very semen-like substance leaking from an outlet in the wall, which to me... I was joking about, you know how like that movie Den of Thieves came out and everyone was like, it's like heat for dummies. I was like, this is like bro, mother, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I got reminded of mother a lot in this
2: movie. That's
0: yeah. that you say that. <laughs> yeah, it it's like it's me. It's like
2: a body horror, but with a house. Like It is.
0: Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah. So, yeah, it does kind of combine – That and then like Amityville, I read somebody coined it as like, that's like financial horror or something. It might've been Vern or somebody like, there's like a series of horror movies in that era where like a lot of the horror comes from like, we've. Put all of our money into this. Poltergeist is another one where it's like we yeah. put all of our money into this thing and then it gets dist- it's taunted and we can't use it and we can't get our money back on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> money Pit. never that- thought
2: about that. That's yeah. cool.
0: But this oh, yeah, is, is sort Pit. of like a mix of that and body horror, you know, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought this was cool. But anyway, it also reminded me of that movie Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves, which is about.
2: I never caught up with that.
0: That's the only, one of the only movies my ex ever made us just turn off. She was like, I don't like this movie, and we had to turn it <laughs> off. But it's about this single man who's home alone, and these two women show up and like sleep with the, it's like a porno-esque fantasy, and they sleep with them, and then the, subsequently after that make his life of living hell. And that's kind of what this happens in this movie. At the after he fixes the house for a bit, this just like and the camera really is just like it's very like She's sexy, you know, like it's very, I feel like the the camera was putting you in that position to like go with it, the way he's looking Mm -hmm. at it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he he like, he basically, she brings the joint over. They're talking for maybe 10 minutes and he just like sleeps with her with like no condom.
2: Immediately, immediately.
0: And then everything, of course, gets crazy.
1: Wild choices. <laughs> well, I, I do like that uh, he's um, he's already made that decision at the very beginning of the movie. Like, it's yes. it's not a surprise that he chose to go that way, really.
0: When he pulls the beer out, it's indicating he's on vacation, you know, yep. from, like his yep. wife from his life. He's just mm-hmm. going gonna to do things he's not supposed to do. Yeah.
1: But they do kind of try to make you think that he is a good person because, like, he keeps... Doing the phone chat, you know the uh, with his wife uh, doing the video chat thing, and they seem to be really good there, but um, he does lie to her pretty early on when she sees a beer bottle like behind him uh, so again it's like it's laying all the clues out very early on that he's not like going to redeem himself or anything he's not the good guy he's going to win this fight he's like he's gonna
0: fuck up yeah um and weirdly, yeah. every time he talks to her, she's like, bye, I love you. And he just, like, hangs up. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. every single time he doesn't respond or anything. He's just like, click. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know if that's a mistake on the part of the filmmaker, if that's meant to, like.
2: I doubt it. Yeah. Like people. Yeah. Like, it's the, it's actually like kind of a weird thing that always bothers me in movies is when people don't say goodbye on the phone. But that's probably like a, an intentional choice on the part of his character. That's what I, I was think.
0: thinking too. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this isn't like that where most times where they just hang out. It's like, yeah. you yeah. Say like, okay, goodbye. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, there's no such thing as a clean getaway on the phone like that <laughs> yeah. without some people off, you know, but, uh, Yeah, I, one of the things I like about this movie, and I was really thankful, like about halfway through, I was watching this with my girlfriend last night, and about halfway through, I turned to her and I was like, you know what, I'm super glad that this is good, you know, like, that it was moving, we were only halfway through, and it was moving, it's like 90 minutes or something, right, I mean, it's pretty short, it moves at a really good clip, it, ha- it seems like it's going to be one of those movies where it's like one, two people, like it's a play basically, which that always is like, you got to be, you got to be the guy, the lighthouse to do that. You know what I mean? Like when people, sometimes people do that and it just means the movie sucks ass, you know, <laughs> a <lot of> times. <laughs> But uh, they kept bringing people in, like his friend gets brought in and his friend eventually, spoiler, gets killed. He gets hit in the head with a sledgehammer and the wound... It's one of the most gnarly wounds. It's yeah.
2: crazy. Yeah,
0: I was really impressed with the way the it looked, like just like the imprint of the hand, and it was like skin. Like, I mean, I think if they did it with CG or something. Like, there was maybe CG augmentation on it, but it, it could have cool.
2: been. Yeah,
0: it looked really fucking cool.
2: That's another thing that I like about this movie a lot, I think, is that, you know, a lot, there's really not a whole ton of CG. I don't, yeah. I can't imagine. I think it's mostly practical. I love, I love movies that go that route.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, absolutely. That,
1: there's that scene yeah. with, it with that marble in his skin. And Ugh. it looks like they just made an appliance for him, then kind of.
2: That whole Ugh. sequence is extremely evil dead too to me. Uh, yeah. Like that whole scene is like it just remind like the cause yeah, partially because of the the choice to do uh the choice to do practicals there.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's chasing it with a blade and it's like uh. go in front of it. Like he's like behind it, it's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was like screaming at the time. <laughs> <was>, I couldn't <laughs> handle that shit.
1: Yeah, it was it was rough. Uh um, like,
0: But yeah, I just love that it goes playing and it like, it's a movie that like, it's like the full basket of shit that you need for a horror movie. Like I just watched My Bloody Valentine, the original, Mm -hmm. and it like has, I love, it's just like a class, it's a lost, I mean, it's not lost, but we don't always talk about it when we talk about the best slashers ever. And it's really fucking good. It's got what I love where you've got a scene from the past that explains why revenge is happening. And then you have, you know, all that shit. And this movie had that, like, in the third act, they, like, go back in time for five minutes, or, like, the wife walks back in time, basically. You know, it's like they represent it. They show you what happened. And they explain things. And in, like, a really classic way that I I, lo- I, I love that they didn't leave you hanging. And he kept pushing it further and further where he finds the weird door. He finds the weird room and all the weird drawings. And you're like, what's this? And a lesser movie would just never explain it. But this movie, like, gave it to you. And it wasn't stu- – it was good. I liked Yeah. You know, so.
2: I like the whole explanation scene of – and I love that it's also – I love that it's his wife instead of him who's, like, learning the secrets behind the house. Yeah. Like it switches mm-hmm. to her perspective at that point. Like, the whole third act is from the wife's perspective. And honestly, yeah. the wife kind of rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't understand why she puts up with <laughs> – no. <laughs> Why she puts up with his bullshit.
0: But that, ultimately, that, at the end, she doesn't. So I don't know. Well, yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean, yeah, well, I'm. he, he kind of, it doesn't matter anyway. Again, no. spoilers, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the marble
1: wins.
0: <laughs> yes. I just, it was weird that he had the marbles at the end. Anyway, what were you saying, Well,
1: I, I was saying <laughs> that, that that was another thing that kind of surprised me of that turn of, like, who the protagonist ends up being, you know, someone mm-hmm. who we've kind of, only seen as a supporting character up until that point, and then kind of uh, doing that thing that Psycho does, where it's like you you follow Janet Lee for that whole first I don't know half of the movie, third of the yeah. movie, and then and she then gets surprise. Like, oh yeah, she gets killed, uh, and you're like, oh, all right, yeah. Well, who's this movie about then? Um, and it's like, oh, it's the wife that has been coming in over and over again that he's been hiding from. Uh, she's coming in now and she's taking over for the rest of the movie.
0: That was pretty bold, honestly, because, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, I was just like, damn, like, you know, it's like 25 minutes left or something when all that shit happens and it's like, "Yeah." you think the movie is over and it would have honestly been like fine if it would have been over with, but like, that they have all that shit at the end really put it over the top and made it extra good, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I thought this was... Like, really good. I mean, I I love horror, and I was excited for you to bring this to us. Like, all your other suggestions I was, like, also excited about because we haven't done Creep on here. That's a movie I would like to do someday. Maybe we'll just have you back on when we end up it's doing It's a
2: great that. movie. I'd i definitely lo- watch it again.
0: Yeah, I think that one's really terrific. And uh, watching this, a movie that came to mind... Uh, Not because it's like anything like it, but mainly just like the house and the base, the geography of the house being so important. It reminded me of that movie, uh, Hell House LLC.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen
0: that movie? I
2: have. I I love that movie. Yeah,
0: with all the basement stuff and just like, I don't know. I thought that was a cool movie, too. But yeah, we need to. Anyway, I was just bringing this up to like, just like you know, I want to get in on the found footage. I want to have a, a big discussion someday about found footage, or maybe today. Nice, not the yeah. Day, but uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have I, think, I have
1: opinions on that. Um, slash documentary.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Good and bad, pro and con.
0: I have. Yeah. Opinions. Oh, me too. So. Damn. We'll do that someday. That's a, yeah. a little teaser, hot teaser for something that will come in <laughs> the months to come.
2: I was gonna say you guys should do like a found footage month. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Interesting. Or yeah, yes. Hmm. Maybe we will <laughs> do something like that. Uh, but the girl on the third floor. And yeah, the title. You're like, what's this? It. It's a good. It's a good title too, because even though I couldn't really remember what. This full specifics of it, but it reminds you of like the little girl who lives down the lane. There's some like old Jetty Foster movie, you know, like that has some like, mm-hmm. and then like even titles like let's scare Jessica to death, which is, or something like that, you know, Yeah. last house on the left, you know, mm-hmm. like, and all the variations of those, it's sort of reminded me of those.
2: Yeah. Last house on the left is immediately what it reminds mm-hmm. me of for sure. Yeah.
0: And it was cool. I, I guess the Changeling is another movie that is sort of reminded me of, like a really like a multi-tiered house and like some sort of like something bad happened to a child, you know, in this house. Okay. I
1: I've, I've always seen the the Clint Eastwood uh, Changeling movie.
0: Oh, I like that that movie. Talk about an amazing final act twist where it's like. It's at the end. It's like no, it's actually serial killing, and it's like, yeah, Whoa, that, what? It was like, a weird ass movie. It's so dark at the end. Like yeah. on a dime, it just was like, actually, this dude murdered children for a decade, and it's like, but
1: what it's the like two fuck? and a half hours long or something. And I just like to get to that point. You're just it's Angelina Joey going like, my son, he's still alive. My son. Yeah, and it's like, oh, come on, man! I think
0: the last ten minutes undid the goodwill for me because it turns stupid at the, it turns sappy at the end. But I like, I liked it. I'm a, I'm a fan of the directorial works of Clint Eastwood. How do you feel about (laughs) those, Kirsten?
2: Clint Eastwood? Uh, I liked, uh, uh, I liked what El Camino or what what Gran Torino? Gran Torino.
0: Gran (laughs) Torino.
2: I liked Gran Torino when I saw it. Um, I don't know. I watched another movie that was a Clint Eastwood movie with, like, a Clint Eastwood directed movie with my dad, and I can't remember what it was called, but I remember really disliking it and thinking it was kind of boomer porn. But was it silly? literally? No, it wasn't silly. Was it? Did he direct that? Yeah. Yep. Oh shit! No. Okay. Flags
0: of Our Fathers, perhaps.
2: I don't remember. Million Dollar well, Baby. I have also seen million. I actually did like Million Dollar Baby a lot. What about Mystic River?
0: Have you ever seen that one?
2: Haven't seen that one. Now it's like bothering me that I can't remember the name of that one that my dad
0: and I watched. Blood. I did watch Richard Jewell. Jewell. Richard Jewell. Uh, I want to see that. I like. uh, I just
1: watched it. It was good.
0: Hauser, the actor. What's that guy's name? Paul Michael Hauser, Uh, or something like that. He he played. He's the. the super ignorant dude in um, that Spike Black Klansman, and he was—he's also the super ignorant dude in Itanya. He's the best part in Itanya. He's like the really, oh um, man, I haven't seen either one of those. The guy who like orchestrates the hit or whatever. Yeah.
2: I I remembered what it was, and by remembered, I definitely mean I looked it up on IMDb. So the internet remembered it for me, and it's the Mule is the one that I saw oh. with my dad. Ooh,
0: that's a newer one. I still haven't yeah. seen that.
2: Yeah, we saw it in theaters. Both both my dad and I b- both kind of didn't really hmm. like it all that
0: much. Fair enough. He's I don't a, remember
2: why, but it seemed racist.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that's totally, like, he's he's a guy that, like, he's gotten way more conservative as he's gotten older. And mm-hmm. he's, like, 90, you know, anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. like, he's just... I mean, he's sort of like he's old school, too, in the way that he'll be ambiguous about things like he made um, American Sniper, which like I could see did he
2: make that. Okay. He did. He did make that interesting. Movie.
0: And there were things about that that they were people weren't giving him credit for, but also at the same time, it's like he could have made it differently, or maybe not made the movie, you know. But he did make.
2: Maybe it that's different. not the story that deserves to be yeah told, you no. know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but uh, he also made Unforgiven and A Perfect World, you know, <laughs> like right. just some excellent movies too. So I don't know. I am a fan of. Big Clint, this has been, uh, <laughs> what are we covering this week? Uh, the Girl on the Third Floor. Have you seen the movie Skeleton Key?
2: No. I haven't see
0: that one. It's got, uh, what's Goldie Hawn's daughter's name? Kate Hudson? Kate Hudson. Kate
1: Hudson, yeah.
0: Kate Hudson and Peter Sarsgaard, fresh off his hot turn in uh, Garden State. This is from, like, the year 2004, I believe. But it's a movie set on the bayou, and it, like, involves slaves and stuff. Speaking of things that are maybe, if you look into them a little too deeply, they might be problematic, but (laughs) this movie, The Girl on the Third Floor, like The Twist... And just, like, what had been going on in the house and the time period and see, stuff. It reminded like me he, of that movie, Skeleton Key.
2: You you hear the title, Girl on the Third Floor, and then you, like, see that, you know, he's immediately going to get talked into sleeping with this blonde girl, and then mm. she's, like, just kidding, like, she's kind of, like, crazy, maybe. And then you're like, oh, like... Anyway, this is my train of thought whenever I was watching it was... Yes. I was just like, oh, is she, like, living on the third floor secretly? But then it turns out, like, surprise, it's ghosts, actually. Mm. And she's like the body on the third floor, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, why are they keeping a girl up there? They never get into like, is the guy wearing the Silent Hill mask? Is he the owner of the house?
2: I'm not entirely sure what his deal is. The <laughs> plague plague mask guy. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. It's, a, you know, it's a 19th century horny. I don't I don't know. I don't yeah. have answers for you, and I wish I did. I don't know what happened to her face. Yeah. I don't and
0: know what the.
2: They kind of they kind of explain the marbles, but like they really don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch any of that stuff. He gave
0: her a bag of marbles, and that was her only toy and crayons. Clearly, because she drew on the walls. Yeah. But, um, I also it reminded me of Coven, season three of. Uh, American Horror Story, when they would flashback to, like, Kathy Bates' time, that mm-hmm. flashback to this time,
2: mm-hmm. like, the
0: horrors that happened in, in mm-hmm. the Antiquity Age or whatever, like, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can definitely uh, see yeah. that. be, a, Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Um, but, yeah, I don't know. All in all, I thought this was a pretty good movie. I hope everybody watched it. Probably we didn't explain it. In a congruent way that anybody's <laughs> gonna be like, I've this movie's ruined for me. There's still a lot to love about this. Series. Yeah.
1: One one thing I didn't like, and I, I didn't want to bring this up, uh they do kill a dog in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: spoiler alert.
1: Yeah. So, uh, and
2: I and I did look it up on does the dog die dot com as soon as I saw Cooper. Anytime there's a dog in a movie, I just immediately am I'm just like, This is the one thing I'm gonna spoil for myself.
0: The dog's yeah, so in like, pieces in the dryer. <laughs> yeah they yeah. they make a
1: lot of use of the dog early on in the movie and I'm like, "Oh, that dog's going to eat it."
0: That's- you know what? It's fine. Kill a dog in him. Don't actually kill we have real problems if you really kill a dog in a movie.
1: Yeah. But for me, but you mean- want to like have have a shot of a dog and then you have a shot of a puppet dog all cut up well Um,
2: i get it because he was on to her right like the dog was wouldn't leave her alone because she's a ghost like it's not even that cm punk is like cheating on his wife it's like hey this is like evil and yeah otherworldly and you probably shouldn't put your dick in it but Mm -hmm. you know as dogs do uh (laughs) 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 man's best friend but like uh yeah, no, the dog, she, she was, she was crazy and the dog had to go and it's still yep. really, really upsetting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was upsetting. I mean, I didn't want it to happen, but I was, I was glad that it did, you know? I mean, I don't want, I just, I worry that we are like with Green Book winning Best Picture. And I just feel like oh, we're heading towards. The point where we sanitize because of like, you know, we're trying to like correct the things that we've fucked up on in the past, and that's fine. But like at the same time, we're gonna lose like the context of like I yeah. get
2: I get where you're coming from, but like on the opposite end of that spectrum, I sometimes feel like killing the dog is like cheap emotional manipulation and mm-hmm. like, oh you don't know, oh, I don't kill the dog. Like it's almost like I don't know. It's all, it's almost like cheating in a way of like, Uh, oh, well, people love dogs. So let's kill the dog. And then that'll evoke emotional response, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: The, the only one I've time I've seen that work is in funny games, you know, both versions where it's, you know, kind of the point that they're killing the dog, Yeah. you know, and then they even, the character even like turns and looks at the audience when it's, it's about to be revealed. This is what you want, right?
0: I love uh, Funny Games. I'd COVID. love to do a Haneke movie on here. Yeah. By the way, it's the
1: only one I've seen. I've only seen the American version of, of Funny Games. I just watched Benny's
0: video on they have a couple on Criterion and I watched Benny's video the other night. It's a very excellent movie. But um uh yeah. I've got one for you guys. How about Michael Myers killing the German Shepherd in Halloween Part 1? Yeah. It's from the like, waist down, the German Shepherd jumps up, and then you see its legs go limp, and then like uh-huh. he, like, sets it down. It's like, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> I probably not really think that they actually killed a dog, but, like, it's like, that's, like, brutal, necessary, and good. Like, I like, mm-hmm. I like it a lot, you know? I like that he kills that dog. I don't like anyone killing a dog in real life, but in a movie... I want Michael Myers to kill a dog, you know. And I'm not There's saying no that it
2: never works, and there are definitely times when it does work and it does make sense. But I, I just to the to the point of you know over sanitization in film. It's just like maybe we could kill less dogs. Like maybe we yeah. only kill dogs when it makes sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I I'm sort of I'm I'm I know John I brought Wick. up yeah ex- okay I brought up I know I brought up Green Book, so I kind of put my Stance firmly in like future projects, but I mainly, I think that anxiety stems mostly for me from uh, a conglomerate like AT&T or Disney buying up a property and then editing it and making that the Mm -hmm. only version that I can see or the only version that kids are now watching. Maybe, maybe you watch, I don't know. Bad news bears or something, and they t- are. That's not a good example. That <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole. <laughs> I know what you're talking words. about. I'd right love maybe. to do a bad news bears episode and talk to <laughs> that movie, <laughs> die, die on that hill. But um you know what I mean. Just like I just like that's just like we get to a point. I just worry when we start censoring st- like stuff from the past and making that the only available way to see it, and also not informing the consumer. That this is an edited version. It's just only if you have a good memory and you've seen it before, you're like, wait a minute, what? You know, I, I remember it's, it's, they would do that on video and stuff. Go ahead, Will. Sorry. Well, I mean, it's weird because, like,
1: you're talking about Disney doing that, and they have, they put out all their classic cartoons on these, like, you know, limited edition DVDs, and they left everything in there, and they would have, you know, what a, a stereotype showed up. They would have, um, like, Whoopi Goldberg come in and do an intro about the concept of it. No, this was Disney.
0: It oh, was, was it? Like, okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. They may have done that on Looney Tunes.
0: I think she was on Looney Tunes too, being like maybe. Okay. Anyway, go on.
1: But no, I mean that's like, and they're like, yeah, here it is. But here's like, you know, it wasn't right, but we're not gonna pretend like it didn't happen. Although you look at like Fantasia and they totally did erase that, all the blackface and that. And then also they Mm. will never release Song of the South, too. They're just going to.
0: I would prefer them. I prefer that route to have like a celebrity come on and be like, hey, is your dad or mom not around to tell you that this is wrong before you watch this? Like, let me Mm -hmm. let me put this in context for you.
2: Context. That's like the magic word. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of context surrounding that. Because
0: uh. that's all it is. It's like you just... And, like, I mean, I get it, though. Like, I am a kid that grew up in front of the TV for a large part of my childhood with, like, nobody telling me thing And, like, occasionally I'd bring things up, maybe, and they'd get discussed. But, like, my parents didn't even know... They don't know about movies and stuff. I mean, they know, you know what I mean? It's just, like, mm-hmm. all the shit I consumed and the way kids do and stuff. I mean, just from my personal experience, it's like... I just happen to be who I am, and so I was able to like kind of figure things out for myself in like a correct way. but yeah, you sit somebody in front of something like the sopranos or something, and a kid watches Tony and is like, this guy is cool. You know what I mean? Like or like you know interestingly
2: what like, enough, Sopran- the sopranos a show that is quite racist, <laughs> like <laughs> all of yeah. those characters are very racist they are yeah and you yeah if you're a kid you might be like no you know well that you just don't
0: understand yeah Yeah.
2: you Mm -hmm. might you might adopt some of those values because you'd see them from this family on tv that you don't know is like the fact that they're so racist is part of the joke you know
0: yeah exactly you need somebody to be sitting there and be like well you know tony's like an idiot, though, you know, Tony's like he's
2: like a bad person. He's
0: like a <laughs> child. He's like he's extremely stunted in his, you know, and yeah, he's like he's in this business where he's killing his friends. Basically, he's like not he's a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, explain everything about everything about that show, you know, but like, I don't know.
2: Like the reason, the reason that I'm a fight club defender, even though like the fandom of fight club is arguably like the worst Mm -hmm. fucking man children on the planet. The like, yeah, yeah, just that move that. So much stuff goes over so many people's heads because they're like not willing to like think critically about why two straight men would ever be having a bath together. Like that movie is so gay and everybody Mm -hmm. like everything that everybody pulls away from it about masculinity and stuff like that is like so impossibly wrong because you're not thinking critically about it. And all you take away from it is Tyler Durden is so fucking cool. And yeah, you're right. I don't feel like a man.
1: And Mm -hmm. have you seen that movie? Have you seen that movie Hump Day? Uh, yes, which is that that Mumblecore movie.
0: Which I, I love that I, movie, dude.
1: I think it's also another version of Fight Club. Uh, yes, which uh, if you don't know is just uh, two friends kind of out try to outbro each other into making a gay sex tape with each other. Uh, I'll watch <laughs> this. It's
0: yeah, terrific. Goodness. It's Josh <laughs> Leonard from Blair Witch and Mark Duplass. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it's a terrific film. Yeah, it's uh, like, it's one of the it's maybe my favorite Mumblecore movie from that whole era. Like it's yeah, it's, great. it's, it's all right, hell yeah, definitely yeah.
1: I've never even heard of this. I'm. I saw that in the theater. I was
0: like, that sounds I gotta very see this.
2: up my alley. Yeah.
0: It's that director, uh, she just died. She was dating Mark Marin. Yes. It's like her yeah. first movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, she she was doing episodes of Glow. I know.
0: Um, it's not. I want to say Kelly Reichert, but that's the other yeah. mumblecore like hotshot female director. It's. I apologize, listeners, but I'll tell you that she did Lynn uh,
2: Shelton. Yeah,
0: Lynn Shelton. I was gonna say I can name off her filmography, but I cannot name her name. Yeah, she died recently. She was a unbelievably had an incredible filmography that's well worth checking out. And Hump yeah. Day is. An incredible, like I mean, I think w- when we get further away from it, we can look back at that. Maybe is like, is that her debut? Before I start saying all this crazy stuff, it's I think very
1: early. I mean, it was like, yeah, was I feel very like,
0: I feel for like, money. for like, it's, it's just like, it's a very, very good movie that is up there with like, I was gonna say up there with like Slacker and Reservoir Dogs and Gas Food or. or Border radio or whatever, like early people's first movies, like the. Yeah, she's good. Anyway, but we got he's, really he's
2: extremely early on in her filmography. Okay, like cool. A couple other things first, but yeah, ah, all right.
1: That's well, probably well, her first yeah. like, kind of like. That, I mean, that one came to a to a local movie theater and and played for a while. Yeah. Um, so it was probably bigger release. Uh, early bigger release, but
0: anyway. Let's head on to the big roundup after this break. What do you say? Let's do it. Hi, I'm Jacob.
2: And I'm Annie. Have you ever enjoyed a palaver?
0: Is it good to be the dog's dinner?
2: Who is this Bob, and why is he your uncle?
0: For the answers to all these questions, you'll have to listen to our podcast, Boo to a Goose, breaking down British and American expressions and idioms.
2: We use them, define them, and explain their history, all in a short, digestible format.
0: So go ahead and check out Boo to a Goose wherever you get your podcasts. Cheerio! That means goodbye. (laughs)
2: And follow us on social media at SupDocPodcast.
0: Yeehaw! It's me, Big R, back here for the big roundup. We're going to rate the girl on the third floor on a zero to five star rating. I'm going to kick it over to kirsten first i'm dropping the voice here i'm gonna kick it over to kirsten first hit us up with your uh why and then your rating on a uh, zero to five on the girl on the third four written and directed by darren stevens or some something like that
2: sure whoever uh this movie like it reminds me of a lot of other movies that are probably better than it but i don't think that that's necessarily to its detriment uh I love all of the stuff that, like we said before, I love all the stuff that it's doing with, um, with practical effects. Uh, I love that. I think basically the, the person who made it just it saw the shining and saw evil dead Two, and maybe even saw monster house and was like, I want to do that. <laughs> uh, CM Punk is not the greatest actor in the world, but he's doing a fine job. For yeah. for all of these reasons above, uh, I actually am going to give it a four out of five.
0: Hell I yeah. I think it's pretty
2: fun. I think you should check it out if you haven't.
0: I love it. And I know that you are a true fan of horror. And so I, I extremely, I respect your opinion on this. I think everyone listening to this should take that know that Kirsten watches all horror movies just like I do, and so you should definitely listen to her when she says four out of five <laughs> stars. Not to spoil the rating I'm about to give it, but Will, first, what do you think?
1: Well, this is one that, you know, I I don't watch a lot of horror, but I always like it when something comes along that is really different and unexpected, and this was it. Uh, Kirsten, I think you have a good point about it kind of taking a lot from other movies um it's maybe not as good as any one of those but uh altogether it's like a really good uh ktel compilation album now that's what i call music or something you know that has like okay this 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 one is pretty good um it's got everything that i kind of like uh uh as mentioned before it's very wet and i think that is uh, it it becomes very gross and very kind of um, grody without being gory, without blood and guts. And I think that's a big accomplishment. Um, I get tired, tired of, of blood and guts. And I think the other grossness of this, of just the goop is very cool. And I want to see more of that. Um, so with all that, I can, I have decided I want to give this one a four out of five star rating.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yep.
2: Wow.
0: Well, friends, I also thought this movie was very good. I was, I'm a big, as I mentioned before, I'm a big horror fan. Any port in the storm with me, kind of, with this stuff, it's like, live through it all. You know, just being a horror fan. Or if you're a fan of any genre, you know, it waxes and wanes where there's like super good periods. There's periods where the genre you like is super successful and on the tip of everyone's tongue, but you hate what's happening in it. Mm-hmm. I.e. the zombie craze of the early two thousands for me, or whatever, you know, that's just an example. But like, um I I thought this movie was really fun. I liked it a lot. I also am gonna give it four out of five stars. I can't believe it. (laughs) Wow. It's insane. Some better movies have not scored this high on this show. (laughs) But The Girl on the Third Floor is a straight across the board four-star rated movie. Wonderful. Now, recommendations. We've talked about a lot of movies. Kirsten, please recommend some movies to me, Will, and our listeners, based on the girl on the third floor.
2: <laughs> uh this is going to be a hard one cuz I feel like most of the movies that we've been talking about it's not like like this movie is the uh this movie is the movie that you recommend based on someone liking Evil Dead 2 or you know <laughs> liking I don't know the It's almost like if if you like the aesthetic of Garden State but want to watch like a house body horror instead like then yeah watch the girl on the third floor um let's see uh to go along with this movie maybe do check out creep in terms of you know netflix original horror movies that are better than you would expect um yeah, you know what? If, if you've never watched Evil Dead 2, definitely watch Evil Dead 2 because this movie's got a lot of Evil Dead 2 in it, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, what other one was I gonna say? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, those are my those are my solid recommendations on this. Those one. are
0: solid, wrecks. Will uh the the
1: the biggest movie and this is kind of weird but um i got reminded of eyes wide shut and mm. you know the flashback there's even a very quick zoom that is used uh in a lot of kubrick's movies but very uh, uh prominently in uh the big scene in eyes wide shut that is replicated in this movie mm-hmm. uh so i started watching that uh last night and got big vibes from that uh from this movie um, so I recommend Eyes Wide Shut hey. uh, It's on which, Hulu uh, I
0: noticed I'm going to watch it, it is, I haven't seen which it since also, I was like a teenager but.
1: A lot of people forget is a Christmas movie So throw <laughs> Die Hard away uh, Eyes Wide Shut is the new Christmas movie For the 2020s
0: Fucking A Donnie Brasco is going to be my new I'm going to be like it's a Christmas movie to everybody <laughs> Be a fucking dick about it Alright is it my turn now?
1: It's your turn. What do you got?
0: Okay. Uh, I did notice one thing I didn't bring up, but I noticed he has like a, a ton of mirrors for some reason that he's putting mm-hmm. up tons all over of his mirror house.
2: work. Yes. There's
0: lots of times where you see kind of like writhing flesh or something weird like in the mirror. Like if you mm-hmm. watch, I kept, I noticed it early on. So I kept looking at all the mirrors and not every time, but sometimes it's like a person silhouette, but then other times it's like, it is just like skin. It's like something weird. Like Mm -hmm. the movie is very, what puts this movie over the top for me. And I love, I love anything that's like kind of perverted and like, just like, we talked about how horny it is. It is, you know? And I like, like, okay. It's just like, it's got some real weird transgressive kind of stuff in it that, Tickles my fancy in (laughs) particular, like it kind of gets my, my John, my dank John Waters, you know, basement kind of weirdness, like with the cum coming out of the outlets and stuff. There's a point, my favorite part of the whole movie is he can't get his shower to work which I would never do this. I would stand away. I wouldn't have it pointing at my face being like, "Why is it not hitting me?"
2: Can I can so, I just real quick hop in and say in my notes, "I have what kind of sociopath gets into the shower all the way to turn it on?"
0: Exactly. Exactly. I notice that
1: a lot. People turn it on, and are like, ah, it's cold. I'm like, yes, it's cold. It is always cold. Yeah. Who does but, this? So no
0: one does this. He's standing, like, why is it not coming on? And it basically, he gets like, the shower head comes in his face, uh-huh. like full on, like a cum shot all over his face. <laughs> and it's like, it's like porno. Horror. It's, like, crazy. <laughs> I loved it. I laughed with delight when that happened. That was wonderful. This movie has... It goes there, though, in that instance. And then when he's cutting himself with the blade... Because Will said that it's very wet. It I do want to say it does have moments of graphic violence, but they're very spare, and they're pointed. Mm-hmm. They're, they come in the right points. Yeah, It's not full of that kind of shit, but, yeah. Uh recommending though for that like i just think like there's this movie i haven't actually seen that i really want to see it's like a haunted house movie that has hardcore porno scenes in it and stuff called thundercrack released by synapse i have no idea how to see it other than spend 35 on the blu-ray but damn it how about that? I'm going to recommend that everybody else check out that. and Let's all reconvene and talk about this weird movie.
1: I also, I forgot one other suggestion. Uh, yes. I did watch House 2 uh, recently, so uh, oh. I'll recommend the entire House uh, series.
0: I'll, hey, hell yeah. That's cool, let's, man. Uh,
2: let's tack on Monster House for mine, too, then, Excellent. and just make a, an entire... <laughs> is that bibliography the kids of house movie? movies yeah the kids movie
0: <laughs> okay i've never seen that uh didn't
2: like dan Harmon write it or something yeah dan
1: like
0: Harmon and rob Schrab.
1: yeah
2: kind of yeah, of yeah yeah yeah
0: so is it kind of good then is it like I a heavyweight situation i haven't seen it since actually, i haven't
2: seen it since it was in theaters but sure
0: hmm interesting well i had a lot of fun kirsten I love having you on. We've before talked about uh, A Simple Favor and The Dead Zone. Any King updates before we take off? We haven't talked about King in a while. Kang? Stephen Kang? Uh,
2: None from... I haven't read a book in like... Twenty years, so
0: <laughs> me either. It should have been a, a time where I read a lot, and I just didn't. I paced more than I read, you know. My brain. I think.
2: I think I. I think I've seen misery in the interim of uh, the last time I was with you guys, though. Mm-hmm. I think I saw misery for the very first time, and I thought it was absolutely incredible, and was mad at myself that I waited so long to catch up with it.
0: I rewatched I it a long time. It. Yeah, I rewatched it. Recently, I did not like it the first time because it was so, I thought it was very predictable, which it is, but I rewatched it recently, just taking it as it was. And I was like, you know what? This is like an excellent movie. And I don't know what fucking stick was up my ass, but like (laughs) it's got, I think what changed my mind big time on it though, is watching straight story between here and there and just really understanding how awesome Richard Farnsworth is. And like, so all his shit and where he's the sh- sheriff or whatever mm-hmm. with his wife. <laughs> like that, that shit couple is, is so magical. Likable. It's so, yeah. it's so good. I loved it. And Kathy Bates. Kathy
2: Bates. Yeah.
0: One of the Incredible. best. Yeah. So misery. I recommend misery. <laughs> if you like the girl on the third floor. Anyway, <laughs> uh, plugs. Kirsten. Would you like to Plugs. plug anything? Uh,
2: yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Cranston, K-R-A-N-S-T-I-N. Listen to my dumb Twilight podcast that I have with my best friend, Aaron. Uh, we uh, are women in our 30s talking about Twilight. Um, but yeah, you can find that on uh, goodtrashmedia.com. Um, soon to be moved over to its own hosting, I think, as Randy uh, mentioned at the top of the episode. But You just Google Twilight. I think you can probably find us that way.
0: Twilight. Hell yeah.
2: Twilight.
0: Cool. Will.
1: Yeah. Uh, If you want to hear about documentaries, SupDoc is the podcast. Comes out twice a month. Documentary reviews, filmmaker interviews. We had a lot of cool ones in 2020 and hope to have more in 2021. Hmm. Uh, Nerd Rage, The Great Debates for comedy debates every Monday, maybe moving to Tuesday. I don't know. That might happen this year. But uh, yeah, every week it's a comedy debate thing I've been doing for the last couple of years. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, and then this show as well. Please tell your friends if you're enjoying it.
0: Randy. Oh, I hope by this point, I don't know when this is coming out, that we've all been paid $2,000 by the government. If we haven't, I hope everyone is very angry about that still. Just because the Cheeto man is out of the office, you should still be as angry as you were when he was in the office. Like, let's, let's do some things. Now that we've got this new president, let's push him into doing... This is the only... The silver lining is, like, that we now can influence this person into doing what we want maybe so uh and
1: if not where, we can always we can always push uh hedge funds over a cliff
0: yeah well um, who knows by, i mean god knows like what's going stuff. to be happening in the world you know like we don't yeah. at this point we don't know what's with all that like If that will be paled out before we are, or whatever, that's all up in the air. Everything seems to be up in the air at this time, as Camper Van Beethoven once said. I am Randy Heyer. Will Scovel's with me. Kirsten, thank you for coming on. We've had a great night. (laughs) It's like Saturday Night Live. (laughs) (laughs) Dan and Dan and Dan that's the news radio, but you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> everybody wear your mask and be good to one another. All right. See you next time. Goodbye will later.